hello and welcome to the YBNB show Wednesday. So we are talking about uh, mindset. Let me just uh, get my full screen. Hold on for a moment. Um, talking to you from my daughter's flat today. She's got a beautiful view and I would go out there and show you if, uh, if it wasn't quite so windy, but you can see out there. Yeah, got a lovely view. But anyway, to make do with the Vogue pictures today. Um, I'm talking to you about mindset today on Wednesday because it's Wednesday and as you know we do body on a Monday, we talk about things body, we talk about business on a Friday but Wednesday we talk about mindset and uh, I thought today I would talk about something which always seems to um, raise its head at some stage when you're talking to people about visions and that is relationships. Um, the premise of your body means business is that uh, if you change your body uh, it, it really sort of strengthens your mindset. You know, things happen with your brain that you can't necessarily see, but you can certainly feel because you get so much more clarity and more energy when you change your nutrition and the way you move your body. And um, I've, I then linked that to uh, the impacts it has on you achieving your vision, which um, for me was very much to do with business um, because you've got so much more energy and ability to focus, you can be more productive. And consequently, uh, that new job that you wanted that you could never get, that promotion that you've been passed over, um, that you've you know been frustrated about, starting that new business, eventually growing a business. Um, what I found, my own experience, was that was a lot more effective. As you know, I ended up um, you know doing all sorts of other things uh, in addition to my business once I did the with the body transformation but I've seen it with my clients as well where they do get that new job and they do get that promotion and they do start that business uh, some really fab results but, but one of the things that also happens is when they sort of tick those boxes it tends to be you know uh, okay so I'm looking at the vision for my life and um, what else is there that I want to address and always relationships come up nearly always um, not exclusively you know, your romantic relationships, but, um, you know, because it can be relationships with other family members, parents, if there's been conflict, siblings, um, work colleagues, um, but, but usually it is romantic partners as well. Um, and things come up uh, in the vision about that. Um, and I find that uh, there, there is a lot of friction, especially with people that maybe have been with their partner for a long time. And I don't know whether it's particularly due to lockdown or because we happen to deal with people that are uh, in midlife and so they've been through um, a series of ups and downs in their relationship and they've got to a point maybe where their children are a bit older and they're just thinking you know uh, sort of what's my goal now for my for my uh, for my next phase of my life and how does the relationship fit into that and so what I wanted to tell you was that we uh, actually cover quite a lot about relationships on the program it's not something that I talk about very often but in fact we're in relationship season right now where we are um, talking to our clients uh, on our coaching calls about all the different types of relationships and how we can make them more productive. Because um, if you think about life, um, I always say that there are pillars to life. The first one is having a fit and strong and healthy body. The next one is having um, robust and strong emotions. And then the next one is having great relationships because um, we are very much um, social creatures. And, uh, and then after that comes time and money and careers and you know everything else. Um, but uh, what seems to um, raise itself a lot in relationships after sort of the first flush of uh, romance or even when people have been married you know together for a long time is conflict over things like uh, you know there's so many I've got a list here 
but money, kids, uh, attraction, time, um, responsibilities around the house, um, in-laws, mutual friends, health and well-being, um, work and work ethic, um, communication, you know, ways of sort of confrontation and disputing different habits. Um, there's so many things that, that do uh, come up and often I've actually learned through qualifying as a relationship coach myself. I did the Chloe Madens um, course quite some time ago, a good few years ago now. <clears throat> and what I learned is that sometimes all of those things can be a symptom of something much more deeper rooted. And that's really what I wanted to speak to you about today. Um, and uh, one, one of those things is the whole concept of love languages. And I don't know if you've ever heard of love languages, um, but I was going to talk to you a little bit about it. Before I do, um, the most common things that women really uh, dislike in relationships is what Tony Robbins calls the three U's, to feel unseen, so invisible, to feel not understood, um, and to feel unsafe. So if you're a guy listening to this and you might, might have conflicts in your relationship, take that into account. Um, men actually have three C's that they really, really dislike and uh, can really spoil a relationship. So women listening now, um, that is criticized. They hate to feel criticized. Um, closed, which is basically closed down and not communicated with um, and controlled. So uh, bossed about and told what to do. So that's you know almost universal what men and women really sort of dislike, and we are very different creatures in you know, and it stems from uh, you know our origination where men were hunters and women were berry pickers, like it or not. You know that is really we were that's how it was, um, and we've still got some of those um, sort of raw instincts within us. But back to love languages, uh, there's a guy called Gary Chapman who wrote this amazing book about love languages, and when you understand what this is and how it works, it can really help you get insights to your relationships, which maybe you didn't before, um, your, your romantic relationships, I mean, uh, whether, you know, past, present or future. So I was gonna to say to you what the love languages are and, and we tend as individuals to um, have a favorite one. And uh, let me explain. When um, you feel that you love someone, um, you tend to behave with them in a way that you would like to um, receive love. Um, and the way that we can receive and show love is very, very different. And so there's these five. Um, the first one is words of affirmation. So, um, well, I'll, I'll list them all for you first. There's a, words of affirmation, um, which is, you know, words of approval and, you know, aren't you great and you're so this, you're so that. The second one is acts of service. So, you know, running around doing things with people, laying out, you know, I don't know, doing their breakfast, making them tea, so acts of service. Uh, the next one is gifts. So giving gifts, you know, little flowers or, you know, just buying gifts. Um, the next one is quality time, spending time with that person, giving them, the, you know, your, your undivided attention. Um, and the next one is touch. So lots of hugs and kisses and touch, you know, and, and sex and, you know, just basically the physical side of it. So um, depending on, this is how the theory goes, it really makes sense. Depending on what you like to receive as an individual to feel love is um, therefore what we tend to give without really thinking about it. So for example, and this stems normally speaking from when we were a, ch a child. So if our parents showered us with gifts, but not much time, but showered us with gifts, that's how we would perceive love. 
if we've got lots of hugs and kisses and cuddles, then that's how we would perceive love. If we were given undivided attention, that's how we would perceive love. If things were done for us, that's how we perceive it. Um, or if we had lots and lots of words of approval telling us how great we are, that's how we would perceive it. And depending on what we've received, we would then, when we feel love for someone, we would show that. Um, so for example, if, the, if we're the person that was showered with gifts, uh, once we find someone that we really love, then we would want to shower them with gifts as well. The interesting thing is, and this is the crux of it, is that the person that we fall in love with may actually see love in a very different way. And so, for example, we may be the one who um, received gifts. And so that's, you know, our way of showing love. And yet the person we're with, maybe um, they, uh, you know, they had lots of things done for them. So their love language is acts of service. And so they show love by doing things for us. And so that's when you hear couples and you hear someone say, you know, I'm always, I'm always doing everything for him. You know, I'm always making him tea and I'm always, his dinner's always ready. And, you know, I'm constantly doing that for him. Um, you know, it could well be that the other person thinks, well, I don't really care about that. You know, he never buys me flowers. Um, or you hear someone say, you know, I'm always telling him I love him. I'm always saying lots of lovely things. I'm always telling him he's gorgeous. Um, but it could be that that's not how he receives love. You know, he might be expecting gifts. So um, once you understand a love language, then uh, you can then adapt your behavior to show love in the way that that person expects it and really feels it. And so it could be that you do very, very different things for your partner to um, what you would like to be done for yourself. Um, and it's really uh, a very clever way of looking at a conflict and dissolving conflict in a relationship. Assuming of course that, you know, it's not got to the point where you just feel like you don't love each other, but if you do, but there's conflict, then using the five love languages can be very, very effective. So that's Gary Chapman. It's a book, you can go online as well and you can do a quiz and it will actually enable you to tease out what your love languages are and also of your partner as well. So, um, so I thought that would, that's just one of the many things that we cover um, when we talk about relationships. Another thing that I did want to tell you about is um, Joe Dispenza's view of relationships. And uh, what he talks about is, um, you know, when we, when we complain about um, a relationship, and this is not just necessarily now a romantic relationship, but it could be any form of relationship, friendships, um, relationships with siblings. And uh, what, um, he says is he suggests is that you you identify the qualities that you would want in an ideal relationship whatever that relationship is you identify those qualities and you think about um you know uh, uh what those qualities are in a person and then you think well okay a person with those qualities what would they be looking for what sort of uh, expectation would they have in any type of relationship for themselves um, and then you sort of look at yourself and you think, right, okay, well, if I want to have a relationship with that type of person with those qualities, and they, I imagine, would be looking for X type of qualities, have I got them? And if I haven't, can I start to, um, you know, embody them? So say, for example, you know, you want a partner who um, is, you know, fit and healthy and health conscious and, um, you know, is, um, is full of energy. 
then think about that person. What would they probably be looking for? They'd probably be looking for something very similar, wouldn't they? So then looking at yourself and saying, well, do I embody those qualities as well? And if not, what can I do about it? Let me go and get myself um, fit, energetic, enthusiastic. So, um, and there is not only does that then help you in attracting and building relationships that you want, um, but what it also does is it helps you to really build a much greater relationship with yourself because you then start to admire the person you are. If you're particularly wanting uh, particular qualities in another person, if you start to embody those qualities yourself, it makes you um, a lot happier with yourself, um, a lot more content you know, in yourself um, and consequently more attractive you know, to have um, as a, a friend or a partner you know, or even as a sibling or just someone who, you know, is part of a group. So, uh, and I suppose that's the sort of the third and final point that I wanted to make today is that all relationships in the end um, start with ourselves, uh, you know, us. And when we talk about conflicts in relationships, <clears throat> there's, it's, um, we can spend, you know, years trying to change other people. Um, but that person is perfect in their own right. And, um, you know, they bought, they're obviously the, uh, um, you know, the, uh, the products of their own upbringing and the products of their own likes and dislikes and their own experiences. And, and everybody is on a journey developing their own personality, aren't they? So it's absolutely pointless for any of us to want to try and change that other person, you know, to be and constantly be complaining about that other person, because in the end, you know, that's just going to be a cause of frustration much better to put our effort into understanding if, you know, if we feel so inclined, understanding why that person is the way they are, um, thinking about what it is that they really want. Um, and if we want to, seeing if we can use the appropriate love languages to give that, that to them. Um, and this, as I say, it can be friendships as well as romantic relationships. You know, you can still do acts of service and um, all, all those other five, you know, for, for friends as well um, and, and family members. Um, but in the end, you know, much better to spend our time on ourselves and do, like I said, in business, body and everything else to um, work on the things that we can control and become the sort of person that we admire, have the qualities in ourselves that we admire in other people. Um, and then that way we can go into relationships with people, you know, who share those uh, qualities of a similar nature and know that you're going to have lasting um, and positive relationships and that's what relationships are all about in the end one final point to make is um i do come across people who maybe are trapped in relationships they've got very strong belief that relation you know um our marriages have to be forever and um i think there is a different way of looking at that and that is you know we we spend a lot of time on longevity and you know the um the average life expectancy has gone up you know, year after year, it's gone up. And, um, you know, we ought to be routinely living to 120 if we um, maintain a certain sort of level of fitness. Um, that's what the doctors are sort of saying and the scientists are saying now. Now, if that's the case, we're going to go through many iterations of personality and development. Um, and, you know, who's to say whether or not our partner will stay on that same path? Brilliant if you do. And it's such an important aspect of relationship. But if not, then um, it could well be that you end up with a very successful relationship of many years, but you, um, as, uh, as you know, it was um, very trendily coined by um, 
what's her name, uh, Gwen Paltrow and, uh, and, and Chris, when they first split up, they called it, what do they call it? Conscious uncoupling. Um, you know, that can be done now. And uh, you can actually end a relationship and still regard that relationship as very uh, positive, effective and successful and, um, and then have another one. Um, so um, those individuals who want to move into a different relationship, but you know, are staying in a relationship where they're not happy, um, certainly, and this is what Tony Robbins teaches on his relationship uh, program, um, which I'd highly recommend by the way, um, certainly try everything, you know, think about that other person, think about what it is that they need in terms of love language um, and try to um, embody that and do that for them. But if ultimately the relationship finishes, then um, try to do it in a conscious way. Both uh, having agreed that the relationship was successful and um, you know, you're, you're now gonna sort of move into an, a next chapter. Um, but uh, yeah, we have some very interesting conversations in our group calls about relationship. Like I say, we're in relationship season at the moment. You can jump on my BNB at any time now. We've got several different levels. We've got the on-demand where you can sort of dip your toe in really. You can, it's all online. Um, you can uh, do it at your own pace, either whiz through it all quickly or sort of do a bit at a time. Um, but there is still a live element to that because you can still jump on our live workouts every day. Because like, like I said before, accountability, I think, is one of the keys to getting a transformation, a physical one. Um, and then if you want, the next one is called longevity. And that's where we have the coaching calls and we cover all different subjects. And again, it really creates um, a good accountability group uh, and a good opportunity to ask questions of me as well and talk to me. Um, and then the third one is uh, where, you know, you can do private coaching with me and I do private coaching with a small number of people because that is pretty um, intense um, in terms of my time. But uh, again, we get some really good results when, um, you know, we can be so focused like that. So, um, so that's it for today. Um, just a little um, reference to relationships. It's one of the cornerstones of our life. We do want to get it right. Um, and like anything, like your body, like your business, you can build it into, you know, the most incredible vision, um, but you've got to start with setting the vision and then just learning how to be good at relationships, the same as we learn everything else. So that's it for today. Lovely to speak to you as always, and I will speak to you on Friday. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.